Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the next episode of the Sanium CrossFit Podcast. I'm Lance Armstrong. I'm joined here with Buddy Johnson, and we have our guest, Nate Hammond. What's up, guys? The powerful Nate Hammond. Yes, the powerful Nate Hammond. I don't know where that nickname came from. But. I feel like that's the way Joe Rogan introduces everybody. Oh. <laughs> the powerful Nate Hammond. The limber. Okay, got it. Yep. Got it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Updates. Do we have any updates before we get this thing kicked off? The gym is still closed. Gym's still closed. And we're super smart with COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, other gyms in town are, are putting um, indoor indoor um, well, gyms yeah. in the parking lot of their of their space. Right. Well, they moved outside, right? They moved outside. Do, but then they, it's getting cold the and entire rainy. Thing. And so we're putting up tents with walls so we don't let that in, which... Indoors, outdoors. Yeah, we're bringing the we're bringing the indoors outdoors, which is great. So we we think that we should just be able to open up the garage door and call that good. I really think you'd have a, a really good case in court if anything. If it came to that, you could be like, "Hey, we got more airflow than most most gyms out there." I want to avoid oh, the gym, man. or sorry, the the Court judicial system. system. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Like I said, we are joined by Nate, so he's our athlete that we're going to interview today. Um, he tried to say there was some stuff off limits, and then Buddy said to start the podcast. So this is where we're at. <laughs> he didn't get a voice's opinion. Well, he started it out saying. Nothing's off limits. That's true. And so then I found some insider information. <laughs> you went and talked to my wife. <laughs> nope, I, I did not do that. I mean, you might have. But this is going to be gold. All right. There's a lot of different layers to Nate Hammond, and I think we're going to get some good stuff. Out I'm excited. Of I'm excited. On that note, Nate, start us off with, uh, did you grow up around here? Where'd you grow up? Yeah, so I, um, I grew up from like second grade on here um i don't know just looking at that i don't know if my level is the same as your guys is oh wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we got it's professional there we go there we go okay so cooking yeah. now we're cooking now so uh yeah so um i was born in southern california parents divorced mom moved back to where she was from which is in boston i moved here with my dad or i, I lived with her until second grade moved here with my dad and then basically would live here during the school year and then live out there oh, really? during the summers. Um, and I did that until I got older, and then I would just kind of go out there for a couple of weeks or a month um, because I had girlfriends and such yeah. that I wanted to be around. <laughs> so I didn't want to be out by myself uh, with no friends out in yeah. Boston. For- so you were never there long enough to get the, the accent? No. No. <laughs> That's all right. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. I mean, you know. So, yeah, I grew up uh, yeah, a bunch so of firefighters. Sec- <laughs> second grade on. So, yeah, I, I grew up in Albany. Okay. Gotcha. Did you – and how early did you start doing sports? Because you're pretty – you're into sports um, heavily, I yeah, would say. Yeah, so about the time that I moved here with my dad, when I was living with my mom, I never really did much. Um, and then when I moved here with my dad, he got me in sports um, – and looking back, the only thing that I really did that was organized sports was basketball. I played mm-hmm. every sport, um, like with my friends and stuff like that. And he, my dad, hurt his back really bad when he was in high school um, playing football. So he didn't want me to play football. That makes sense. Uh, so me and my friends would just go play tackle with no pads out in the, <laughs> in the park, which is much safer than actually playing organized football. You could probably work for Kate Brown right now in terms of advising her <laughs> on the safest play ways to do pads. You guys can't play organized sports, but anything uh, without pads, <laughs> yeah, do it. Go for it. 
So yeah, but um, I had some chances in in high school to play uh, football and baseball. Both of those coaches came and wanted me to play f- on their teams, but I, you know, because I was pretty athletic. But I only ever really played basketball year round on different traveling teams and such. What high school did you go to? South Albany. Oh, you're you were an original South Albany rebel. Rebel, yeah, yep. rebel. You're not a Red Hawk. No, no. I I coached there. Uh, Though in the middle of that change. Oh, so, you did? Yeah, I coached oh, basketball okay. there. I coached in the South Albany program for seven years, and then I coached at the actual high school for four. Mm. And I think midway through, so two years into it, is when they changed from oh. Red Hawks to Rebel or Rebels to Red Hawks. And gotcha. Yeah. How is the landscape of, of Albany in terms of basketball and, and where it is and where it can be in terms of like the AAU system or club system? Like, how does that? How does that look? I don't know. My kids aren't at that age. You probably know this way more than I do. Um, so I, there's this thing called Clutch Time Hoops, right? My buddy Ryan Vargas runs that. Uh, I went to high school with him. And it's kind of like a – it's kind of an AAU-type program where they travel and do stuff like that. But more importantly, it has a, it's a spot that kids can go in the off-season and get training, one on, more one-on-one type training, which is something that I think – uh, kids today really need because the the generation like my I have a 12 year old and his generation of kids isn't the same as our generation when we were 12 years old right back in my day back yeah <laughs> and you know it sounds it sounds kind of like like your dad like talking to right, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it truly is because yeah. technology is just so in their face all the time yeah. that they would if they were left to their own devices most kids would rather play Fortnite than go out and yes. work on their free throws right Absolutely. so um, they don't necessarily have that 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 same. Uh, they don't get Intrinsic those reps drive that, like, yeah. that we did. Like I know you say that you did skateboarding, right? Yeah. So you probably yeah. went out and practiced skateboarding all the time and nonstop, whatever yeah. else, right? So yeah, I was outside. Um, it's good to have a spot for the kids to actually go and get some sort of guidance. Mm-hmm. So circle all the way back around to your question: basketball in Albany is is much at a much higher level now high school level i should say than it was when i was in high school um that's good they the the talent level is much higher than it was then and it's because of this like clutch well, time. It's, it's not just that but it, it's it would say i would say that a couple things number one when I was in high school, there was only four. God, it sounds so like <laughs> back in my day. Yeah, but there was only there was only four divisions, right? Four A was the highest. Yes. And South Albany was the highest in the four A, and we played all the Salem schools, which would just destroy us every single yeah. time. Yeah. Well, now they have six divisions, mm-hmm. and South Albany's in the second highest. So they play like Dallas, okay, and you know smaller schools. So the competition level oh. is. A little bit more. You're not playing say West Salem, right? right? They're on the same level. We're on the same level, so that that plays with it. Yeah, that's nice. I don't know if that answered your question. That was kind of a ramble. No, it's great. I think that growing up or not growing up in this area, I don't know the landscape of athletics. I grew up in Reading, where you know we didn't have a whole lot of AAU stuff, but our our high school athletics were off the charts. That's what our high school was. We were the poor kids that were really good at sports. Yeah, and so. Uh, that's gonna be interesting. But I'll, I, I will say this: um, there's a lot of of quote unquote like AAU and, and only speaking for basketball. From what I saw as a coach, which are just like some random ass 
quote unquote coach who's trying to make a buck. And yeah. now what you're getting is there's no kid who ever gets cut from anything, right? Even in AAU? Yeah, because what they'll just do is what is even if they don't make you know AAU team one, they'll just go over to AAU team B and go play for them. So there's no ever. They all feel like they there's there's kids as an example. There's kids that I cut at the freshman high school level that I cut that went and played for AAU teams and then still got cut the following year trying to try out for JV and then oh. went and played for AAU teams, right? So now really? they're thinking that they're – but they're not good enough to make their high school team, but they're playing AAU. Which is like private ball. And I mean, paying for it, yeah. right? Yeah. Which I think is doing a disservice to yeah. the kids. Yeah, it is. There's got to be a money grab there, right? Oh, oh absolutely. That would be the only motivation for, right. for yeah. people to no, want it to is. that level. It is, a, it is a money grab because you have to pay to be on it. You have to pay, you know um, – yeah, if I mean, the, if you're these, paying to travel. You're paying to travel. If yeah. these coaches don't have their own gym space, they have to rent out space, right? So yeah. then you have to pay for the, the gym to be rented, which I guarantee you there's plenty of coaches out there who will tack on a percentage on top of that for their time, yep. right? Yeah. So Dang. It, it, it doesn't give the kid – there's something to be said about being cut from a team, Yeah. right? So I got cut my sixth grade year I made that – the A team, mm-hmm. my seventh grade year I got cut, my eighth grade year I got cut, but then in high school I made the team all four years over 90% of the kids I made the team in middle school over me. Yeah. And it's because it gave me drive to do better. Which well, that's what, yeah, like if you're if you're like, well, I'm going to get cut, but that's okay, I'll still play my season, then right. you're never going to have really any, any yeah, reason no. to work on your dribbling skills, exactly. your shooting skills, or, or whatever you need to work on in order to make that team. So if you're getting cut and you really want to play, then you're like, all right, well, well I then practice. it also takes away the uh, the the opinion of the coach, the high school coach, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's like, well, oh, I bet that'd be horrible. The high school, the high school coach cut me. But so and so AAU coach took me. Yeah. That means high school coach is wrong. Right. Right. And yeah. then your yeah, parents are like, "You hurt my son's feelings." Right. Exactly. You know? Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I coached I coached JV football for a couple years out of out of high school, and I imagine that the I didn't get a lot of it at the JV level. I imagine at the varsity level that was a little more. The parents are probably the worst uh, part of coaching. Would you say that mm-hmm. was true, Nate? So, in, listen up, parents. <laughs> Don't be these parents. I'll tell you this. So, I coached, I coached an AAU team when there were sixth graders, seventh graders, eighth graders. The same group of kids. When they were going into freshman year, South Albany fired their coaching staff, and then that's when I got on at South Albany because I was really close to these kids. And I was like, "Well, shit, I'll coach them one more year, yeah. and then I'll see them through their four years, and then see them off in seniors, and then I'll step away," which is exactly what I did. But after that group. So I had them their ninth grade year, and then every year after that, the different kids that I would have. No joke, every year the talent level of the the kids got less, and the parent involvement got more. Really? And there's a direct correlation to that. Like, the last year I was there, there was kids who who weren't – I mean, we took them kind of like – the freshman team, you have 12 kids, which is a lot, right? Yeah. It's a lot of kids when you can only play five at a time. (laughs) And there was some, so there's always an 11th and 12th kid. Yeah. 
Right, there's someone sitting out. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't get to play. And so we, when I would t- when I took this kid specifically, and I told him, hey, you're going to be like the 11th or 12th kid. Yeah. I told him that at tryouts when I took him. Well, it just turned out that his parents were mad. As the season went on, and it became evident that he oh. was the 11th and 12th kid, yeah. I would get these long text messages and oh, all this other gosh. stuff. And so, it, yeah, it That's definitely was more parent involvement than... And it took the joy away from it. Like yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. I love coaching kids. I love yeah. that interaction, and I love the game of basketball. But when parents start getting involved, and it just yeah, wasn't fun anymore. Like, sorry, kiddo. Yeah, like, gotta be better. But I gotta keep you on my team because right. I can't. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's horribly frustrating. All right, sorry. We we glazed over a little bit. I mean, we like you. So you went to South, and you played. What's your favorite sport to play versus to watch? Or the um, to play basketball, hands down. To watch uh, football, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like watching football. I'm. I'm. I mean, I. I don't know. I enjoy watching basketball the most. It's probably the sport that I'm worst at. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Um, I. I love and with any sport, I like the college level more than the professional level. Oh, really? Okay. All of them. Yeah. Because there's more heart there. Or yeah. What? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's um. It's more like uh, any given day, anything can happen type of thing. Yeah, that's true. It's a little more unpredictable. It's like, I mean, OSU is famous for being the giant killers. <laughs> that hasn't been around for a while. Although we did win the Civil War, so I wouldn't consider the Oregon football <laughs> yeah, team we're not the giants. That's yeah, absolutely that. true. But I'm still taking it. You guys can take it. Yeah, I, I'm take it's that. from the beginning of the game. I said Oregon's going to lose this game. You just watch, and it's happening. No, I I am a Beaver fan, but I also I will say that I root for the Ducks if they're not playing the Beavers. So oh, I just like to get my jabs in when I can because it's been a rough it's a rough life being a Beaver fan and a Blazer fan. It's just it's never it's so difficult. <laughs> uh, it's it's harder to be a Blazer fan. It makes you more frustrated now that Nate introduced us to the Whistleblower podcast, and now it's just like the conspiracies. Oh. And I can't even I can't even look at an NBA game. My the same only way. hope is that, okay. So Blazers, if you Google uh, the market size, are a bigger market than the Spurs, and the Spurs. I mean, they were all. I mean, it was death tax of Spurs in the playoffs. That was the three sure things. So it was just that gives me a little bit of hope. But yeah, we Nate is a uh, professional podcaster. He also recommends <laughs> a lot of podcasts, and he had us listen to one called the uh, or not the whistleblower. It's just called whistleblower. It's about Tim Donahue, who is famously uh, a ref who fixed NBA NBA games. That he wouldn't say he fixed them. He never made a bad call or a call that wasn't there. But anyway, it's a good podcast. But yes, it does shine a lot of light on. The underbelly of refing and what the NBA wants and the, you the know, business of the, yeah, the it's, NBA, it yeah. is a business and how it's basically just the WWE, which is so heartbreaking as a fan. I told so I went and visited my buddy and I told him about the whistleblower podcast. He texted me a couple days ago and he was like, "Dude, I'm so depressed about this right now." <laughs> is he a Blazer fan? Too? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, he, doesn't, uh, doesn't yeah. it start? I can't remember. Doesn't it like the first yes. episode is about the whole? It's the Rashid. Blazer. Yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah. And so, yeah, she got a technical. And he, met the, he met the referees yeah. in the, after the game. Yeah, and he's like, like, you're making it too obvious. <laughs> anyway, so Nate did have a podcast once upon a time, I did. though. I well, did. Tell us about this. It was called Dads and Donuts. Dads and Donuts. Oh, hey. And <laughs> what it was is it was a buddy of mine um, from the previous church that I, that I attended who actually was a football player at OSU. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, but we got along just fine. And <laughs> it was, um, it was, uh, it was just basically like just talking sports and yeah. And the the whole theme of it was we were gonna have like donuts every time. Yeah. But I think we only did that once. It's <laughs> a little difficult. Nobody needs to know that on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we went. We did a we did an on set at uh, Benny's Donuts in Corvallis. Time. And that's that was the one time we had donuts. Yeah. But it was when we interviewed in that one. We interviewed uh, Alexis Cerna. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man, that guy did not kick a field goal. <laughs> What's that? Good night, he LSU. Was a good field goal kicker, except for that. Like, I mean, not just except for that. He had some other muffs too. But that one was just. That <laughs> turned your stomach when you saw that. You're just like, what are you doing? Correct me if I'm wrong. Did he become a cop at some point? I don't believe so. He. Uh, at least he didn't mention it in the podcast. He he worked for some um, con, uh, construction company doing something. I swear there was some Oregon State kicker that ended up being a. Well, there's an Oregon State uh, ex OSU football player who works for the CPD right now. <laughs> there's a lot of them out there. You can yeah. <laughs> Bend County. I mean, we got a whole bunch. Of them. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, now that we got some of your background out of the way. So, did you work out much before CrossFit, or what did you do? I mean, I did, okay, but didn't. Oh, right. Like, okay. it, it wasn't really. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of uh, uh, Athlete X. It's like this um, <laughs> this baseball trainer um, named Jeff Cavalier, and he has this whole workout program. It's all like digital, like you can pull it up on your phone. Oh, okay. And it's it's he was a, a trainer for like MLB players yeah. and just all different types of athletes, and it was like an athletic based training. It was yeah. kind of like there was a lot of the same principles that CrossFit uses. Oh, really? Um, like the same type of workouts he would do. It was it was kind of similar to, uh, you know, various workouts that, that are in CrossFit. So I did that, but it was kind of – I would do it in my garage or I'd do it uh, – um, my wife's a trainer at, um, at Physique Fitness, so I had a free membership there, and I'd go there. But it's so hard to motivate myself. Yeah. Like by myself. It's just difficult for sure. Yeah, I can't do it. And it's so – and even if you do motivate yourself to go to the gym, it's even harder to motivate yourself to like push into that pain exactly. cave. You know? Exactly. Like into like yeah. into into get the progressive overload that yes. you need to, exactly. to yeah. build muscle and get stronger. Yeah. yeah, it's a really difficult thing. Did you work out during college, like, or were you just kind of like oh, no? So to... so I so I was a hundred. <laughs> I was one hundred and eighty-five pounds when I graduated high school. Okay. Uh, so I'm six feet. So I was six feet, one hundred eighty-five pounds. By the end of my, so I had an opportunity to play basketball at OBCC, but I turned oh, nice. it down. Oh, you didn't want to be a roadrunner? Yeah, no. <laughs> and I went, so I went for I think two semesters at LB. I dropped out and I went. And I I did audio engineering school. Um, this time, nice. So, yeah. Oh my god, and we're learning a lot right now. That's, that's, that's why he's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. your audio is not right. That's how I knew that my levels were off. Yeah. 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 Um. So I went and I did that for a couple years. So I think. Within the two-year period of me graduating high school, I went from 185 to 240 pounds. Wow. And I still played pure basketball. Muscle. Yeah, it's pure muscle. <laughs> I, I played basketball. Like, the only really activity I did is I played basketball. Like, yeah. pick up basketball or uh, men's leagues, that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I'd still eat like an asshole. <laughs> right? yeah. So it didn't, it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, so nice. yeah, I mean. It, so it, that was, I mean, as far as working out, like, do you have any background in working out before, prior to CrossFit? Or no, like anyone I mean, telling just, you what just to do? like just like in in high school, it was you know weight, weight training, classes, and it yeah. was like bench 
bench press, right. see how much you can do. Yeah. And it was... We're going to bench, and then we're going to mobilize a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, it, was just, it was really just bench and talk. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... Right. Or I'd go over to the leg press machine. Yes. And put a whole bunch on Because that one feels cool, because you're throwing yeah, 45. Yeah, you just stack that entire, <laughs> yeah. that entire thing and be like, yes. look how strong I am. Yeah. yeah. That was like, cool, man. But I couldn't squat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's so... I was similar. High school was the same thing. Like, you took a weightlifting class or a weight training, and it was like... Or circuit training. And you're just kind of there passing time. Yeah. You know, your, your PE teacher is just like, all right, this is what you're going to do. And then they go in their office the rest of the period. Yeah. Like, screw off. Yeah. So, yeah, I was similar to that. So, you did that. You never really... Did you go to a Globo gym before physique or anything? No, I just okay. I had a little. Did you say Globo? Globo? A Globo gym? That's a different kind of gym. <laughs> you said Globo. Are those a thing? Because I need to know. Uh, no, that Globo. Globo. With a G. With a Jolie. Okay. Uh, okay, so then, you, so your wife's a trainer at Physique. You go there doing some of these Athlete X things. How long mm-hmm. ago was that? Um. I mean, I did it for a few years. Oh, wow. Okay. But it it was up until, I don't know, I've been at Sandy Ann for like a year and a half. Okay. About. So did you... So up until then. Oh, you went right from Athlean-X to go in there? And Basically, then, yeah. Straight up. Essentially, okay. yeah. So what brought you... What got you interested in CrossFit? <clears throat> so I had always watched... Or not always, but like a couple times I would catch the games on CrossFit games, oh, yeah. right? And I, it always intrigued me because it was... It was like... I felt the like top level of athleticism like you had yeah. to do everything right yeah. you couldn't be bad at something right exactly yeah. and it intrigued me because um i'm a very competitive person and i had kind of fallen out of playing basketball mm-hmm. like, at a competitive level like I, yeah. I wasn't even doing like men's leagues or anything anymore yeah so i knew that i wasn't able to push myself going to the gym enough so that's yeah. why i wanted like the competitive edge and kind of and I know CrossFit, you're not really, at least when we go to the gym, we're not competing against people. Yeah. You kind of are. You're competing yeah. against yourself, but then at the well, same time, you're all, like, yeah. I'm not going to let so-and-so finish before me. Exactly. Because, you have a rabbit, right? Exactly. Like, Mm-mm. Exactly. I'm, I'm so going to get that, you today. That's what drew me uh, to CrossFit was like the accountability portion of it was I go to a place, and it was super uncomfortable for me because yeah. when I first went, I don't know, but you probably don't remember this because you have a lot of members, but he was the coach the first few classes that I went to. And I was, he gave me like the girl, the, the 35 pound bar mm-hmm. and no weights on it. And we were doing the workouts, right? And he cut my reps in half. So half reps, just the, the, <laughs> the 35 bar. pound bar and doing everything. And I'm just in the back and there's everyone in there yeah. just throwing weights Slugging around and, and I just felt like a like an idiot <laughs> and it, it was a huge at first it was an ego hit oh, but then yeah. it was like okay well I gotta look at the bigger picture here he's trying to make sure that I know what I'm doing before I start throwing weight around and so you don't, I don't yeah, the biggest hurt part myself of that is you don't we fought we left some people fall in that trap real easy and I remember yeah. Nate specifically and this comes to people that come with an athletic background and just being a coachable athlete where you're just like, hey, this is brand new to you. Like you can be super strong, you can be all these things, this is but this is a brand new regimen to you. Yeah. Take my advice, go it's, really light and yeah. do yeah. not overdo yourself it's or new, you're not with the exact our goal <laughs> our goal is to get you back the next day. Right. right. And the next day and the next day. Not just to we could we could destroy anyone that comes to the gym. We could yeah. just be like, Yeah. Put more away on the bar. Have fun. Mm-hmm. And then they won't show up. They will never show up again. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, 
It's it's funny. I've been listening. I listen to a lot of podcasts and. Going from the early day, you hear OGs talk about the early days of CrossFit, and it's like, it's not that hard to make a workout that kills people. It's hard to make an effective workout that keeps people coming back and, like, actually building that muscle progressive mm-hmm. overload, things like that. Um, so, yeah, it is, it's a big ego check, because I remember my first classes, I was like, I'm not do- you have me do air squats, and these guys are doing, like, huge back squats. Right. And, you're, and then, I, you know, similar mentality where it's like, you know what, I'm not here for a week. I'm here, I want to do this for a very yeah. long time, and if this is the path... And it makes sense that you don't want to just jump in and start throwing weight on the bar if you don't know the movement pattern. Your body's not used to it. You yeah, know, you're not. You don't know that perfect position. Master the PVC pipe before the barbell type mm-hmm. stuff. So, anyway, um, so you go through your first classes. How how'd you feel after your first? Week? Do you remember like any specific? I wouldn't say I was like. I don't remember at least feeling like like I heard uh, oh, Brianna's yeah. podcast and she was talking about how like they just went to bed like <laughs> I, I grew up <laughs> yeah like I don't remember I don't remember feeling that way yeah. I, I just remember like kind of having like a high after leaving and oh really like, I'm mean, like yeah this is this is awesome and yeah. and to be honest and I don't know if I've ever told you this or you this but um, when I was looking at uh, gyms to go to I, I basically looked up all the ones in albany and because unlike a lot of people like you you have previous relationships with a lot of people outside of the gym mm-hmm. buddy and i didn't know you i didn't know anyone that went to the gym right um so my thing was like i was just okay well i'm gonna find one that i like and i'll go do their free class whatever see what one i like and yours was the only one that offered a week free and at the time, everyone else only offered one class free. <laughs> and I don't know if that's still the case. Yeah, that was a year and a half ago. But no, we still do that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about the other gyms in the area. Yeah, I don't know about the but... other gyms. But, yeah, you guys offered a week, and the other ones offered one class. So I was like, well, shit. Why Why would I not do this? So I did that, and and it was um, – I went to the first class, and I was like, there's no need. I'm not going to go to any of the other ones. And nice. just because it was um, – I felt like it was a good fit for me and the way that I like to be pushed and coached, and it, it was awesome. Yeah. And that's the way, and that's the way we built it, right? We wanted to make sure that that again, I, I a lot of the a lot of the principles that we built the gym on in terms of like we want people to come in for the long haul. We don't want the the quick hitters that are just going to come for the thirty day thirty days and then be out the door. Right. We want we want that we want those those community, long communal those members, long yeah. relationships with people and that's really what we're working for. And that's why that's why that I we've always provided those five free classes like and not just in a week period. It's like I don't care about your money. Like I want to get you healthy. Right. So let, like let's but in it's unrealistic to believe that a brand new crossfitter is going to come in five days in that first week. It's unrealistic and, to think a seasoned crossfitter might do. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I don't even hit five five workouts I mean, in a week. It's not easy. There are weeks where it's easier, and weeks where it's like it's not going to happen. And that's another reason why we don't do we don't do we don't do contracts. If you're not going to show up and oh. you don't want to come, oh. I'm not going to hold your money over your head. Don't be there. Like I, I do not care about your money. I want to get you healthy, and I think yeah. that's what. I feel that's like kind of how our. I mean, I read a book early on in our CrossFit journey, uh, <laughs> and that was that was people over profit, and that was like kind of like the guiding the guiding light through all this is like put the people first, and then everything else will kind of fall into place. Yeah. And so I that's think probably not the best like in terms of like like the, a capitalistic society, but in terms of what we do and the people that we're trying to affect and what we're trying to establish, 
I'm not trying to get rich off CrossFit. I'm right. just trying to trying to make a cool community. That's a yeah. I would say it's a consumer facing model, right? Like if you're if you're putting kind of their interests ahead of everyone else's, <laughs> but he just finished a drawing. Um, if you're putting their interests above everyone else's, which is a very CrossFit thing to do, right? I think especially under the new regime of Eric Rosa, it's a, a very client facing. Uh, model rather than a business facing model which I think you know it lends itself well to business because you get a lot of repeat customers and return customers uh, and then I had another thought and now I lost it that's okay I'll think of it so again let's bring sometime. it back we brought Nate Nate talks about coming in early and finding a good fit and that's what we yes. kind of want people that's the environment that we want to establish is somewhere people feel comfortable uh, we don't ask a whole lot of you when you walk in we just just show up. Yeah. Just show up. And we don't have. I, I'd be interested in doing an on ramp program. We right now is not the best time for it as far as availability of coaches go. But I mean, would you say that you felt like you got kind of a on ramp experience as far as okay, now you're ready to put weight on the bar or, or thing? Yeah, and and a big part of that was at the time. This was obviously pre COVID. So our our <laughs> what uh, was that like? Yeah. <laughs> our. Uh, our classes looked a little different as far as our time frames went, but we did a lot of um, we did the N60 stuff, so we did a lot of like the the actually teaching of the movement, mm-hmm. right? So like you yeah. guys would have like the little breakout sessions where you would go and teach how to do whatever movement it was that we we're doing, and that was a huge help, yeah. Because not only would I able to see the coach demonstrate it, I would also see other athletes doing it, and then I would get to try it as well, opposed to just kind of saying do what it, you're doing, right? Yeah. Which at, which it's kind of what we're having to do or what we were having to do before we had to shut down again because we had the, yeah. the, the short amount of time with having to clean everything and get the next yeah. people in, whatever else. But that helped a lot. So I think that was kind of like my my pseudo on-ramp on ramp sure. thing with it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your least favorite movement? If you would have asked me this prior to the first shutdown, I would have said double-unders, hands down. Oh, really? Like, they were the <laughs> most... GD frustrating <laughs> movement. Like there was one time where we were doing double unders, and if Katie's listening to this, I'm sorry, Katie, but I threw my rope because I was getting so freaking frustrated, oh, yeah. and I was supposed to throw it against the boxes up against the wall there, yeah. and it got caught on my hand and whipped around and hit her. And she probably still was doing double unders. And no, she and was did. coaching. Oh, yeah, she was coaching. Oh my gosh. Oh. I don't know. Okay, I, I don't know. Like get one crack. Yeah. In, no, it in wasn't the in the face. It wasn't in the face. <laughs> but it was. It was. God, every time I saw double unders, I got yeah. so. And the reason is like, it's just fucking jump rope, right? Like, <laughs> it's like right. I've been doing it's this like, since I was in third yes, grade. Exactly. It's such, jump rope. When you think of jump roping, you're like, oh yeah, elementary school, I could do this. Exactly. And now you're like, I want to punch a human yeah. in the face. Yeah. Like, and there was there was a lot of times where Melissa would be like I'd be doing double unders either before or after class or during class and and she would she would cue me different things yeah. and I would do it and I would get like like 10 in a row and she's like <laughs> awesome and then I'd do it again and I'd get like two and then it's like no fuck this yeah. and it was just like but and, and she was very very patient but the reason I said beforehand is during the first shutdown I I went and bought a course oh, on yeah. how to do them and I went from doing four unbroken at the beginning of the course to at the end, it was like 115 unbroken. Woo! And now it's like, 
because you're probably going to ask me what my favorite movement is. Yes. And it's going to be double unders. Oh, I love that. That's a good story. Yeah. That's a heartwarming yeah. story. Bring it all the way, all the way back. <laughs> Bring <yeah>. it home. <laughs> um, but my, yeah, so my least favorite movement used to be double unders. Now, it, I would say it's... Uh, it's an exciting thing to see. Yeah. Because um, you get to test it, and you're like, yes, I'm, I'm yeah. going to see how and, good I can and do I know, And I know for a fact... That no matter how fatigued I am in a workout, I can pick up the rope and do like 30 unbroken. Oh, man. Which is so... It's a comforting feeling, yeah. right? You're like, okay, okay, this isn't going to be the sticky. No, I'm not freaking, you know, Austin right. Smith and do... <laughs> Were you there the day he did 300? He did 300 at the end of the workout. Yeah. Uh, yes, at the uh, end of the unbroken, workout, he yeah. did 300 unbroken. That kid is an animal. He came in... He was just like you. Like, right? Had, yeah, he I mean, started they, like a couple months after me. They yeah. had they had zero CrossFit experience, came in, complete sponges... Yeah. yeah, whatever. Is there like a parade going on outside? I've uh, seen yeah, it's, 38 it's a cars. Christmas light. Look at the yeah, Christmas light. Maybe we need yeah. better lights next <laughs> uh, time. We're, we're not. Cr- our lights. Clark Griswold is house next year. <laughs> we're the classy uh, white lights just along the roof, and that's it. They're like, oh, well, our neighbors are like, look right. awesome. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I digress. These, these guys were complete sponges. And this is the. This is the. These are the athletes that. That. We Do, want we want every athlete, but these are the ones that are going to succeed in the program. Like this, yeah. where they, you give them little bits and pieces, and they and they start getting hungry, and they. Want, I would say the athletes, you know, like Nate and Austin, and a bunch of other ones out there. That I'm sorry, I'm not, you know, I can't go through all of you because we'd be here forever. But the the ones that flourish the most are the ones that are sponges and are, aren't afraid to check their ego at the door and just be like, you know what, if I got to do the bar today, then that's what I got to do, and that yeah. that is a probably one of the harder parts of CrossFit for me is just being like, okay, you know what, today I'm not feeling great, and I'm not going to get anywhere near my percentages that I should hit, but I'm still moving, I'm still squatting, and as long as that's happening, that's a good day. So Yeah. So, and, yeah, and that so could be difficult. To bring it back, my my least favorite movement now, yes. given that double unders are my bitch, yeah. um, is, <laughs> is uh, probably either toast to bar or kipping pull-ups. Okay. Yeah. Oh, either one okay. of those. To- yeah. Toes bar suck. Toes bar suck. And right. keeping bull ups only because I, I tear every single dang time. Doesn't matter what I do, but I tear every single time. You don't have Katie McGowan hands. She doesn't tear. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. I don't get That's it. That's why you got to handle uh, concrete blocks a lot. But I, uh, <laughs> I uh, bought uh, a course again to do keeping pull-ups, but the problem is I don't have a pull-up bar. Oh, yeah, so that I makes got, it difficult. Mrs. Hammond, if you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah. there's a Christmas gift that Also, I'm sure Physique Christmas. has some pull-up bars in the back room, so maybe... Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, give a shout-out to those programs. What was the Double Under program? It was from uh, Wad Prep. Wad Prep. And it's called Double Unders Unleashed. Okay, and is the pull-up bar, or the pull-up one from Wad, Wad Prep? Wad Prep as well, okay. yeah. Yeah, I guess why would you stray from that? Do they have a bunch of programs? Yeah, they have a whole bunch. Like basically oh, nice. any main movement you can think what of. A great they, business. God, we should. Start. It's so, dude. It's it was an eight. The, so the double under thing was an eight week program. Nice. And the way it was, or actually it was twelve week, because the way it was structured was the first four weeks they teach you how to do single unders properly. And at first I was like, no, I'm not gonna. I know how to do I, single yeah, unders. I can jump a rope. But it was a, it was about <laughs> the technique. So I went. I went from doing four, like I said, unbroken, and at the end of the single under portion, before we even getting to the double unders, I was at, at like thirty. Oh wow! Yeah, 
So, and then That's I got into rad. the double under part of it, and then it got me to like over a hundred. Nice. Yeah. So it was, if you hit over a hundred double unders now, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Wad prep. That's if you're listening, up. then uh, we're willing to let you sponsor the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Other athletes, take take <laughs> note of that. You. I'm pre-sponsored by Wad Prep. Uh, I think you're probably just got a, at least three people to buy Wad Prep well, they just had a, based they on just this had, podcast. They had a huge Black Friday sale, and I posted a link in it in the oh, Facebook nice. group. It nice. Like a buy one get one. Thank you for thing. doing that. I'm yeah, sure people. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Nate has a very strong online presence. It's great. Uh, you know across why? the Mid Valley. He says and posts a lot of things that I would like to do, and I, I don't because I'm lazy, or I just am kind of lurk in the shadows guy. But I try to like all of them so you know that I'm watching. There we go. There. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. He I don't is know my, what the algorithm does, Nate but is I my figure spirit if I like animal. It, it's a good thing. He's a. He's yeah. the top fan on Democrat Herald. <laughs> and he goes into lion's den yeah. on a lot of this. He's stuff. not afraid to like the top fan is kind back. of a misnomer. It's it's like least, <laughs> it's not least a fan. top fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biggest controverser critic. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, we're gonna circle back to Which my wife I wanna I wanna say real quick, my wife does not like that. Oh yeah, and she I did get, want you to mention this. Yeah, I get told constantly, <laughs> get off the forums and stop reading the comments <laughs> and i try so hard but then i see some stuff and it's just like oh you can't not right what happened to the art of debate like like, like that is just completely yeah. lost and that's what i see in a lot civil of debate posts. right it's like they just they just demean the, the like the point that you make and like oh you're just you well, just a oh, lot of red it has blood. To, oh, yeah, yeah. A, lot of it, a lot yeah. of it has to do with um well Art of debate. What about the art of journalism, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And that's a whole other thing. But objective. Journalism. But the 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 thing, and whether you're whether you're left or right, or no matter how you you feel about politics, um, when you are presented with with data and facts, whether or not you agree with them or not, the the facts are the facts. Yeah. And the, the numbers are the numbers, right? And don't try to manipulate. Don't it try to manipulate your... it. And what I'm seeing is. It, and this happens a lot in posts that I do too, <laughs> is people we we get in like a, a spirited debate and then it turns into name calling. Yeah, and, it turns into name calling and just tantrum throwing and it's like, okay. Oh, well, you then, probably like Trump and you hate Yeah, yeah oh you I, idiot. Yeah, right. you, you're such an idiot. And I like, love it. I just eat my popcorn and I'm just like, <laughs> Nate, you go, bro. You go. And and all yeah. it is is you just want the truth. That's all we want is the truth. Yeah. And that's what all this COVID nineteen stuff. Whether whether you're on the left or the right, you just want to know that your government is telling you the actual numbers, and they and repeatedly they've come out and said, "Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, we fudged the numbers. We're going to start reporting it this way." And even today, there was another one that they changed again. Yeah, the mm-hmm. way they're going to start reporting the data. Yeah, well, it's I, like how I, do we? How are we ever going to come to a place where, where we believe the numbers that are coming out? If you guys just if you yeah. just pick and choose which data you're actually going exactly. to point and and I did one I had one post uh, that it was during the whole uh, you know the, the BLM protests and the, the back the blue protests and stuff like that and and I actually got Democrat Heralds to respond to my comment Ooh. on their thing which was there was a back the blue rally in front of the police station during when all that BLM protest stuff was going on. In Albany? Or in, in Albany, yeah. Okay. And there was a good amount. I drove through it on the way to class one night, and there was a good amount of people out in front of there. And on the way home, 
they weren't there when I left. So on the way home, there was like five people that were BLM protesters on the opposite side of the street, like where that warehouse is. And then Democrat Herald the next day came out with an article about those five people and not about the Back the Blue rally people. Oh. And which were, there was like 50, 60 of them out there. As opposed to the five. Opposed to the five, right? Yeah. Which that alone just kind of tells you the bias. The, the bias, and yeah. it's not it's it's not actual journalism where you present the facts and let the reader make their opinion. Yeah. You're presenting your opinion and letting the and it's uh, feeding it's, it to the reader. It's clickbait. It's what's going to get me more clicks and more reads. Is it going to be the controversial or the maybe the maybe not even the controversial, the more popular one where it's like everyone's, especially in Oregon. Everyone is very pro BLM, and you know it feels more and more like they're anti-police. So it's not going to be as much of a clickbait thing if it's about positivity towards the police. And that's a sad. I mean, that's a sad reality. And we've really drifted on this. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Back on. Back on topic. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So that started somehow with CrossFit. Yeah. I don't remember how. But let's talk about. Um, so what. So you said the competitiveness interested Don't you. Don't look at that. <laughs> Don't look at that. <laughs> Buddy's got some inside scoop stuff that he's that I, I'm just I'm over here. I'm just chomping at the bit. Okay, let's let it out. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, true or false, Nate Hammond. Have you ever been a rapper? True. <gasps> so what excited. was your rapper name? I'm not going to say that on the podcast. <laughs> Phonics. Is that not it? Oh! Oh! Yes. Did you, were you a freestyle rapper? No, I couldn't oh. freestyle. Oh. But let me tell you how, how I got into that. So I'm so interested. Give me the okay. Set the background. So this was after. We so can beatbox. This was during high school and then, and then a good probably four years after high school. What was the year? 2000? 2000. So it was like 2003, 2000. Was this after 8 Mile was released and Eminem blew up? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but what happened was, like I said, I, I went to school for audio engineering. So I've always had a passion for being the guy behind the knobs in a recording studio. Yeah. I. So I had all this equipment. That I went and bought when I was in high school, or I had for I got for like, <laughs> like shit. shit, yeah, I got for like birthdays and stuff. And then I was like, well, I have no one to record, so I had a buddy who rapped, and he came over. This was like a junior in high school, and he rapped, and then I recorded him, and then he wrote me a verse, and then I recorded the verse that he wrote me, and then it just went <laughs> on from there. And then I, we created a group. Yes. What was the group called? Paradox. Paradox. Can you find any YouTube? No, probably not. Nothing. <laughs> I think, anything I think we'll do now. a post search here. I I'm on Zuckerberg. I want you guys to start looking into this. <laughs> oh, that. Was it politically yeah. charged? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but Paradox. Um, and you were Phonics. Yeah. And who was your buddy? What was your buddy's name? His name, his rap name? Yeah. His name was Clutch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this Ryan Vargas? With a K, no. Oh, yeah. I was like, Clutch Time Moves? I'm like, oh. But Vargas came to a lot of my my uh, my concerts. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Back in a, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Where were your concerts at? Where were your co- yeah. Uh, various. Portland. We threw one in North Albany that had like 500 people at the North at Albany the Grange. Grange. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just guessed on that. Motor Center? Probably not. Were, uh... No, not Motor Center. <laughs> Was this the part of the Northwest Noise? Did you guys ever no. partner with them? Uh, he's probably not listening, but no. That, that guy... <laughs> 
Definitely not listening. Uh, no. They have, I'm not going to say. They might have the Akuma yeah. record. No. So yeah. with every single one of them. I know them. who you're talking about. I know no. all of them by name. North no affiliation with that guy. I know their first last name. Yeah. <laughs> <Data> births, <laughs> on site. But no, it, 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 it started as just me needing something to record with my equipment. So then I had a buddy who did it, and then I just kind of tagged along. More times than not, it was more just me... Um, having material to record and gotcha. and edit. Did you sit there and write? Uh, I mean, you would write out your yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what did your wife think of this when you were? Uh, I kind of. So that was around the time that I stopped doing it. Was when you started dating. <laughs> I wanted to get. Normally, people do it for the opposite reason. They're like, I'm trying to get women interested in me, so I'm gonna start rapping. Yeah. But you were like, I got to stop doing this in order to get. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, okay, well, let's. I want to. I want to run down this rabbit trail a little bit. Top three. Not top three favorite rappers. Oh man. Um, <laughs> in order or uh, just, no? Okay. Just okay, just give me general. Maybe like some so influential. So Eminem. Yeah. Good. Good choice. Earlier Eminem. Yes. Um, Tupac yes. and Tech Nine. Oh my god, yeah. I, I'm a big Tech Nine guy. Not big. I like Tech Nine. Um, Tupac over Biggie. You're one of the few people that. I like I, if there was a four, I would have said Biggie. Oh, okay. So you're, yeah, mm-hmm. right there. What about, I mean, are you big like Atmosphere, Brother Ali? Have you no. ever heard of them? Okay. Yeah, I know who they are, but okay. no, you're not, not a like huge them. fan of them. Okay. I just didn't know. I mean, they're the lighter skin variation, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if that was influential <laughs> to you, because Eminem is. <laughs> what did we listen to the other day that Michael put on the, when we were driving in Redmond? Uh, machine oh, gun, oh no 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 machine gun kelly yeah oh yeah no i don't like it. i was like i was like i didn't even even know these rappers exist i don't know this yeah, machine gun kelly and eminem have that's a how beef. old i am beef. yeah they have a beef and they're they're not very good at grilling it so <laughs> it's not even a good, it's not even a good beef because then they're like i love you but i hate you yes well, exactly. bro i respect you but <laughs> i don't respect you I'm in so this you. particular way and yeah. it's like you're I feel yeah. like you guys would never murder each other. It would just you be guys, a slap. It would be a slap fight. Let's go. Let's go back to the day when we like yeah, to murder like, each yeah. other. Let's go back to the that's killing. Like, I mean, that yeah. was Tupac and Biggie. Tupac and Biggie. That's some real beef. Awesome. Yeah. And they did. They grilled that beef. Uh, okay. All right. Well, that was a good. Do we have any other questions about? <laughs> was that the only thing you got on that? <laughs> that no pad over. That was the one piece of dirt that I was able to get. Is there more? Oh my god! I don't know. Dirt. She asked me because I because you sent me those questions and one of them yeah. was what's the one thing people don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, oh, that's a good. So one. I asked her. I was like, "What is the one thing?" She's like, "Well, you can tell me you're a rapper." I'm like, "No, I'm not going to do that." <laughs> no, what's another thing? We don't <laughs> no, that's definitely what we're going to talk All about. All right. Okay, well, let's go there. What's what's something we don't know about you now? Because we know you're a rapper. Oh, uh, you're on the spot. That's all right. Mull it over. <laughs> no, I, so okay, okay. So here's what it is. Yes. And it's the complete antithesis to me being a rapper. Okay. I am Big a Leonard Skinner fan. closet 90s boy band fan. <gasps> oh, bro. Yeah, you're, Walking you're my you're wheelhouse. Like, NSYNC, yeah. Backstreet Boys. We saw Backstreet Boys in Vegas, my wife and I. And you like, you enjoy it. Oh, Who's I love it? It. Okay, between, My man. Between now us. I know when we eat fajita tacos here in a second, like, yeah. we're playing boy band music. Yeah, so you talk about your favorite... Your favorite Christmas song? Oh, yeah. I'm the right. Mariah Carey? In Sync. In Sync. Oh, it's, it's a great album. It's a great album. Oh, In Sync. I think you got it right here. Can we play it? Yeah. <laughs> Not get so, sued? If you had to listen to the rest of your life for in, to In Sync or Backstreet Boys. I love it. What are we? Uh, in Sync. 
Okay, me too. Yeah, Instinct over Backstreet Boys. I mean, J- JT. Okay, yeah, but I was a Backstreet Boys guy. Yeah, you like, were. Like, we were a Backstreet Boys guy. That's all right. I don't know why. Were they on scene first? I don't know. They were. I think they were. Instinct was the cop. I feel yes. like they, Why do I know this? I feel like... <laughs> okay, no. I'm, I'm so straight. straight. the beefs behind Instinct and Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And then 91 Marines come around. They actually, LFO comes on scene. I mean, I was a big LFO fan. I was also in middle school when they came out. No, uh, I, so know. I remember this. That's Burger King. <laughs> I, don't, I think I'm. Some of my stores check. I check think. Me yeah. I believe <laughs> that when we used to like order food from, they used to give us a Backstreet Boys CD. I don't know. A whole CD? I thought so. Like a single? Because they used to have singles on CD back when we were like, through Burger King. I don't know. Keep well, talking. Yeah, That's you you research this. Yeah. All right. What? So let's go top three boy bands. Or top four, five, whatever. Whatever comes to you. Obviously, NSYNC, Backstreet. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. Uh, I mean, What's after that? I mean, I don't know. LFO. LFO there's no. uh, O-Town. 98 Degrees. 98 Degrees. There you go. So, 98 Degrees. Yeah, Nick Lachey. So handsome one, handsome this fella. Is, this is a deep cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Youngstown. Youngstown. Yeah. I think they're big Youngstown fans. No. It, is that not the English one? Westlife. Westlife. Do you know Westlife? I've heard of them. Yeah. I've, Flying uh, Without Wings. I have not heard of them. Flying Without Wings, baby. But I told my wife, I was like... When I was like, yeah, you know, the one thing I'm going to... Before we get married, I need to know. Yeah, when, when, she, when okay. I was talking to her about the one thing they don't know about me, she's like, make sure you specify it's 90s boy bands, yes. not today's boy yes. bands. Yes, there's a big difference. Yeah. Because, I mean, the boy bands now are so stupid, but back then... <laughs> I fact-checked myself, Okay. and there's a lot of... I went Burger King, Backstreet Boys... And there's a lot of like commercials, things they did for them. Okay, so I feel like I'm pretty. They could have promoted. I'm pretty good. It, yeah, I'm pretty good. It probably would have like provided a single. It would have been like an EP or something like that, where it's a few songs, give you a little taste. Yeah, it was a little taster. A little taster <laughs> of that. Good, good, gush. Okay, man, '90s boy bands. That is very much the antithesis of yeah being a rapper. You know, for sure. But uh, to to be honest, most mm. of our raps were about girls. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it wasn't like killing people and, <laughs> and, and, and like doing drugs. Getting the main streets of Bob and Knee. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't gangster rap. It was yeah, like, it was... girl, you broke my heart. Like that type of stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. That's what it was. <laughs> We've done a lot of stupid things in our days. Man, that was it. That would have been a great ender. I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have jumped the gun on that. Typical me. Um, okay. So let's we're gonna circle back to CrossFit real quick. Yeah, you paid attention to the. Oh, that's what this podcast is about. Yeah, <laughs> every now and then. Every now, it's an entertainment podcast. Uh, every now and then, you watch the CrossFit games. Yeah, yeah. I watch. Um, we got favorite athletes on either side, male, female. I, I'll be like, I'll be honest. I don't know them okay that much. Um, other than like Matt Frazier, yes, wins oh, every time. Oh, and weird. before that, Rich Froning won every time. Yes. Um, but no, you don't really pay attention to. Any, probably anyone outside the top ten. No, I don't, top I, no. I mean, <laughs> women. I know that Tia wins every time. A, I know an animal. Brooke Wells is pretty good looking. <laughs> well, yeah, women. I'm familiar. <laughs> no comment. But other comment. than that, no. I mean, that's probably that's like. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say. I mean, just I, I'm obviously very much into it but I would say as a casual fan I wouldn't imagine someone would really it's not big enough on ESPN yet to really yeah. follow uh, the social media is where you're going to get it could be and I wonder if that it really, in the yeah. next couple of years if that comes back I would to think that that's Eric Rose's fruition. one of Eric Rose's I think that Eric could do both yeah. right I think that's, and that's probably what his vision is like let's do really good at in the 
on the CrossFit space in terms of like each individual box. Yeah. But also, let's keep the games going. And that's what I think everyone else wants too. It's like we want them both. Yeah. I think he's going to be very good at doing, like we talked about earlier, client-facing stuff with the affiliates. I think he's already kind of, that's been his priority lately, which has been great. And I think once that gets a little more squared away, he's going to very much turn to business-facing and say, how can we make money? And like he's already revealed one that's kind of teeters in both, which is he wants to get, oh man, how much is it? 500,000 people? 200,000 people signed up for the Open. I think it's 500,000 people signed up for the open, which is ka-ching for them. Huge money. It's 20 bucks per person, but I mean, you're talking about 20 bucks, 500,000 people. It's a lot of money. You got to go back to, but if they're going to do that, they got to go back to the original model. There's no way. Well, because you got to kind of get, you kind of have that. Aren't they talking gotta, about doing that? Yeah. So you yeah. got to have that, that, that itch in people's mind where it's like, and we have athletes at our gym, you know, that have legitimately had that in their mind when, they went away from the regional mods. Like, well, no. why am I getting to the open? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, they had a long way. To, they have a long way to go, yeah. and that'd to be, get to. I mean, so the old model being open regionals games. Even the regional athletes are are legitimately professional athletes. You got to think of it that way. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. You're, they are professional athletes. They're not doing they anything. Doing else. No, they don't have other they don't, jobs. They don't do anything else but train for that particular the, the the days of the backyard crossfit are over i mean there's i've seen multiple articles about this morning chalk up and things um but yeah you can't be a casual fitness enthusiast and make it to the games you got to have a coach i mean you don't have to have a coach but you would be better served to have a coach you know you're you're meticulously tracking what you eat how much you sleep your recovery and then you're obviously someone's programming for you but I would say that I would argue, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the minority in between the three of us. It doesn't have to go back to the original style of open regionals games. I think what's gonna happen is it's gonna be there's gonna be an open, and then I think it's gonna splinter off. You're gonna get your top crop to go to regionals, but I think you're gonna have other mini competitions between people who are competitive fitness enthusiasts and they're going to have their own smaller competitions that are crossfit sanctioned and then that's another way for crossfit to make money which makes it the business facing so it's a really good way to split it but eric rose has talked about that where he's like you know i'm not i'm not making it to the masters uh to be in the games at the masters level but i still want to compete and i would pay to compete in a crossfit sanctioned event whether that means it's a regional thing where it's like for him colorado's regional so you know the midwest he said he would still do that so i think he's going to try to apply that type of scenario to all of crossfit where it's like hey there's a northwest games type idea as far but it's crossfit sanctioned and you can there's some maybe there's some money or some gear or a shout out well i like the (laughs) way that i like the way that um a couple years ago they went to or a few years ago who knows how long we've been doing this but they went to you know you could you could filter the way your leaderboard is like law enforcement people in law enforcement in oregon how do you rank like and that was and that was one of the motivators for me it's like okay i want to find people who are like me who we have a job who work shitty schedules and a rapper filter on that there's there's probably a like (laughs) small town rapper audio engineer who lives on this street i'm the fittest of those people (laughs) real real estate appraiser like that is that is gonna be you me (laughs) 
You probably, I, yeah, I would say that there could almost, I mean, he wants to make it as universal as possible, which is great, but he talked, you know, he talked about being able to narrow it down to, like, his street, where he's like, I'm the fittest person on my street, and that's great, so get, being able to be that specific about it would be kind of cool. Anyway, again, we have really gone down a rabbit trail here. Um, okay, whatever. Whatever, this, it's entertainment. Buddy, we're just look, freestyling. You look like you go, oh, much like Nate used to do. No, I got Nate. I got Nate a beverage. <laughs> I, I ordered up Nate a beverage oh, from the. Uh, Here it comes bottle service. A little margarita time. All right, Nate. Let's talk about some. Um, we're gonna talk about. Did you have any movements that you struggled with? Okay, I guess Double Wonders is a good one of this. Do you have any other ones that you were struggling with, and then you had like a breakthrough moment, or maybe a weight that you had set out to hit on a movement, and you and you finally got it. Um, I took. I mean, double unders. You touched on that. Yeah. So I'm no, sorry for that. Um, I'd say like <laughs> beer delivery. <laughs> beer. Um, no, it was like I'm the worst when it comes to numbers. I have to go check my the Wattify every All single the time. time. Yeah, me too. And by the way, why don't they have freaking bars that tell you the weight that you have on them by now? Like. Why don't they have digital bars that on oh the end of the barbell God. that they have? They tell you how much weight is. Nate, on don't there. say this out loud. Now, now we can't have this idea. What a terrible so idea! For these reasons, but also steal it. Yeah, I patented that right yeah, we're now. Gonna we're going to be shark taking it. My phone calculator every single dang time and try and figure out how much weight is on that bar. That's um, a great idea. That is a great idea. Oh my God. Only kind I have. I like, how would you? Like, how do you know how that? We, let's talk about it after this podcast. Yeah. About how we can make this a reality? Yeah, it's super easy. I, it's already in my brain. There we go. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Reverse it. Trap. I got it. I got it. Trap. Um, coming at my face. That's a great I mean, idea. As far as like... Let's talk about lifting specific. Is, is there... So, yeah. So what's when, your favorite what, lift? My favorite lift. Um, I like cleans. They're not my best lift. Oh, that's okay. But I like cleans. That's okay. Um, I'd say my... I also like deadlifts. And when I when we did... You, yeah, you're a good deadlift. Night of the deadlifts. Yeah, when we did night of the deadlifts, I did 465. Woo! Maybe it's four. Boy, how much of a PR was it that night? 105 pounds. I oh, think. that yeah. was nuts. That's awesome. Like, I was like, Nate's in this right now. He's wearing. He's for, yeah. That was a minion. You were a minion? Yeah, you were a minion. I was like, you were I was like, going to say Pokemon, but you were in a minion costume. There's something about the Night of the Deadlifts. When people come out and they have these weird costumes, it's, and there's a lot of energy out there, and that's it's the energy you miss. It was the alcohol, and, the, and that and that's a good could have been the alcohol. Liquid courage. Know, were you drinking during that? I have Absolutely. some ciders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, whilst lifting. Yeah, that ass moves mass, baby. Four sixty-five. It was four sixty-five or four forty-five. I can't good remember. Good night. Nice. Four. 55. Dude, you're flirting with some 500 numbers there. Because yeah. I would say that 40 pounds on a deadlift is not as much as 40 pounds on a back squat. But here's the thing, though. Like, we did, um, not too long ago, we did another one rep test. I don't know. It might have been uh, when we did the com- uh, the complete. Is that what it was called? The total. total. Oh. Um, Same idea. And I was not good on that. And it was like, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, I hate the 70 pounds short I'm so of bad at it. what my one rep max was. So. I don't know. Yeah. It like it, it, it was like a lot of number one the the atmosphere, right? Um, it makes a huge difference. I would say even during the open, you sure know, time. you have those Friday night lights. It's right. just like well, it was just some, it was me people and there of, looking at you. You know, the fifty people or however many were there, and like yeah. you know, it's all on you. And like I said, I'm a super competitive person, so 
that gets my juices flowing. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, you're starting lifting it and 50 people are screaming for you. It, it's yeah. much different than being in a 5 p.m. class. Right. And you're like, like just over there with your own you know, thoughts. <laughs> All right, I got 465 on the bar. Yeah. That's really fun. I'm going to take it back off and I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> is, is anyone looking at me? Are you yeah. looking at me? Hey. Oh, I attempted it. 105 <laughs> pound PR. That's amazing. That never happens. Not never, but it, it's rare, obviously. <laughs> um, okay. Just know if I show up in a minion costume to a 5 p.m. class that I'm you're going to. Yeah. You're looking for the Listen, BD. I yeah. got my PR suit on. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about who in the gym are your rabbits. And it can be different people for different movements. I mean, um, Evan's my rabbit for lifting, but I, you know, that's a far off rabbit. Evan lifts way too much weight. <laughs> Me yesterday, right? No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. What a healthy attitude. So I, I was thinking about this after you, you sent me the questions. And. Like, I'm honestly, I don't know if I have an individual person that I'd say is a rabbit that I chase. Your healthy mentality. It's more is. like every, every, every class. So I find somebody, what I do do is I find some, do do. Do do. Poop. Three grown men. I find somebody in every class that I'm in. And I try to, like, in my head, say, like, that's my competition. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah. and I, I don't be, and here's here's why I'm not, like, overly crazy about that. Because there was one time where, <laughs> uh, it was, like, towards the beginning of my CrossFit journey, and we're in class, and you were coaching, Lance, oh, and nice. I was doing... I'm surprised you remember this. Me and Melissa were next to each other. Oh, bad idea. Mm. Right. This is already going to be a bad story. Yeah, you're going to lose. Like, it was like three <laughs> rounds of some sort of barbell movement with barbell uh, burpees over bar mm. and then a 400-meter run. I don't remember what the barbell movement was, but it was like three or four rounds of that. So, first round, I went out hot, and it started mm. with barbell burpees. Go hot, stay hot. Yeah, and I have this really bad... And I still do it to this day. I have this bad habit of if, if there's burpees, I go out way too strong to start. Yes. But anyways, so I was keeping pace with her for the first round. And then come second round, I'm keeping pace with her on the burpees. And you said, you and I, I don't know if you're trying to motivate oh me or God. if you're trying to motivate her, this is but you were like, come on, Nate, keep up with her. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> You're right. I should. Yeah. So I tried. And I think we I think her and I left the gym for the four hundred meter run at the same time. And then I think by the end of the four round she ended up laughing me. Don't <laughs> fall into the trap yeah, of barbell did. cycling with Melissa. And and barbell was, cycling. It is a bad it is a bad choice. And I remember thinking in the middle of the workout, I'm like, Nate, you dumb <laughs> You like dumb this, effort. This what are what you doing? Sets you up, this is what sets like, like, <laughs> not, like higher level CrossFitters apart from just the dudes who come yes. at five p.m. Like, well, yeah. it is is not necessarily like I could keep up with her for a round and a half. Yes, but the four rounds that we had to do is it just killed me. Yeah. And but granted, that was at the beginning of my cross. Like I was like four or five months into it at that time, but. 
It doesn't get better. No, and I, I could I couldn't do it now. But um, well, I don't know. I think we should look at this workout and yeah, figure let's out. Yeah, do it again. <laughs> Come on, Nate. Um, oh man, yeah. So as far as rabbits, I, I don't really know. It, it's yeah. um, you don't have anyone in particular. It's more maybe class based. Say, like if I would say if it was anything not cardio based, it would. If I had to pick somebody, it would be Austin. So, okay. Um, yeah. Because him and I kind of start at the same time. So granted, he's like. He's a decade like here. Here's the funny story about Austin and I is he was his dad was my freshman and JV basketball coach. Oh really? Okay. And he would show up. He would come to the practices as like I don't know the runner, maybe like eight (laughs) years old. Oh wow! He would come and he'd be like shooting on the the side hoops. So the first class he came to, him and I partnered up for back squats with with somebody else, and we were talking and I mentioned something about me coaching basketball at South Albany and he's like, oh my dad coached. And we made the connection. I'm like, you were that little dude out there when I was 18 years old. Yeah. And you're like eight years old. So, he's, yeah, he's like 10 years younger. Yeah. I don't know what he is. But if it's not cardio-based, it would – I don't know. If I had to yeah. pick someone, it would be him. Yeah. Um, that's, good. that's a good choice. And if – just a note for any listener out there. If you ever do a partner workout – then there's cardio involved. Don't pick Austin as yeah. your partner because you're you gonna be have no rest. Yeah. No rest. <laughs> I did that working. on sprints, and it was horrible. Oh my goodness, yeah, sprints especially. Yeah. That guy broke the five minute mile. Five minute mile. He is amazing. Good for him. Well, if, he, if fiance or girlfriend, yeah, was like training to be in the Olympics. Oh yeah, she's a she's only, fiance uh, right there. They're in that realm. I think they're engaged. Uh, let's put some pressure on them. That fiance. Yeah, are you guys? <laughs> that should be a. That would be a great podcast, right? Yeah. Austin and his Olympic dream uh, fiance. Yeah, that'd be great. I will reach out to them. I would. That would be crazy. We got to get some listeners because our last a, podcast had forty runs. We got to get it. We got to get, get up there. That's and, a different. That's a because that's a different <laughs> world of running well, sponsorships. Yeah, that's true. She's in the world of, of that that particular piece. Those, awesome yeah. about like the amount of, or like the kind of shoes they can wear and what's legal and like the amount of metal that's in the in the the lead of the the shoe. It's a bizarre world of running. I had no idea about. It's yeah. crazy. It's all very regulated. Yeah, maybe we can get uh US Olympic Committee to sponsor this podcast. <gasps> We're trying to get everyone. We're titillated by that idea. Nate, what do you do for a living? I'm a real estate appraiser. A real estate appraiser? How long have you been doing that? 13 years. 13 years. Uh, and have you? did you go to school for that? <laughs> uh, in, I guess indirectly, yes, kind of. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Do you enjoy what you do? I love what I do. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I've talked to Nate about this. Uh, his schedule is enviable and... Might be something I'd be, you know, I'd be interested in doing. I got to talk to people like this idea. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's a bad business. Don't get into it at all. Please don't look at it. <laughs> oh, that probably was the worst thing to say. <laughs> all right. Hey, tell us what. Tell. I'm kind of interested. What did your wife think about CrossFit? This is true. Uh, oh. Background, real quick. Uh, as we we touched on earlier, but uh, his wife Rachel, she is a trainer. Uh, or uh, fitness instructor. Fitness instructor yeah, yeah. at Physique, which it would in CrossFit world or terms would it's be a globo, a globo gym. gym full of it's machines. A blow blow gym. That uh, <laughs> it's full of machines. Uh, you know, it's your typical thing when you think of going to the gym. You're not thinking of probably a box. But your mom worked at one, right? She did the, the step step aerobics. My mom did. Yeah, I, she worked her. Yes, my mom was an aerobics instructor, and she but she did it at like a 
what is now the Lynn Benton College, but back then it was a cannery mall in Corvallis, and it was just an auditorium. So people, she would have their step up equipment. Yeah, and she would she would do the routines. Oh man, oh. that's why I get down to Motown. She would use so much Motown, and I I love it. Jackson Five, all that. I mean the Pointer Sisters. Oh my gosh, I get down to that. So when Nate started, like we saw a couple of videos, and Rachel is high energy. Yeah. She have the microphone? Right. Describe describe what she the boy what, boy microphone. Describe what she oh, does for physique. <laughs> so she so my wife is, um, like I said, a, a fitness in, instructor at Physique Fitness, and what she does is she teaches two different classes. One's called High Fitness, which I have no idea how to hold on. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get Rachel in on this. Hey, hey, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. We're trying to get Rachel. We're going to get on Rachel podcast. on the podcast against very much against she does her will. Not want to come? We try to get her on the yeah. podcast. I've tried to we're, explain high fitness before, and I got yelled at. Let's convince her that we're not podcasting anymore. Hey, we're done with the show. We're done with the show, but we have a question. What? How would you describe high fitness? It's a hit workout. Oh, okay, got what's it. What's a what's so, a hit workout, Rachel? Rachel, can you speak into the microphone, please? Tony, real quick. We have we. we need <laughs> It's got burpees. It's choreographed to music. So is it body weight stuff? So it's or? like oh, it's, so yes, body weight. Yes. Okay. Yes. But also, I don't know. I don't have <laughs> so high, so she, does, she has high fitness, which is a hit workout, high intensity interval training that's okay. set to music. So boy band music. In the past, I've I've said like I have no idea how to explain it. I'm always like it's like Zumba on crack, and she gets mad at me for saying that. So, but it's that not. is the best definition of Rachel. Like Zumba on crack. <laughs> Oh, I hope she listens to this. I didn't say that. She'd be so mad at us. I definitely said that. (laughs) That's not a bad thing. So that's so like what I sorry. I'm gonna go on tangent. We're fine. That is exactly what CrossFit needs. Like she is like someone who brings a lot of energy to a particular class. Yeah, and keeps people captivated. That's why they come back to to her classes. I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna brag on my wife for a second. She. That's a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) She um used to be very unsure of herself and when she started doing this and when she started teaching and getting into fitness she was never very into fitness before she started teaching really so it's mm-hmm. kind of kind of weird how she became an instructor at the same time she became into fitness but um her doing this has like like she has grown coming out of her shell a little bit as a as a person and it's so awesome awesome to see but she is she loves what she does and she loves her participants and she loves her um you know her her classes and she does like i said she does high fitness which is like a high intensity interval training and she does one um which we were joking about earlier is les mills Body pump, and what excuse it, me, Les Mills is the guy who created it's a private it. browser situation. <laughs> um, but body pump, and it's it's um, it's low weight, high reps, set to uh, set to music type of mm. thing. And then she just got in um, certified in another thing called grit, which is kind of like insanity. Like you guys remember, like oh yeah, the, yeah. oh yeah, Tony. Pump. What is his name? Tony what? Tony no, Perkins. Insanity was the uh, Tony Perkins. Uh, um, after Magic. okay, uh, Shanti. I, I'm thinking of P90X. Yeah, P90X is Tony Horton. So she, she does grit now, which is kind of like insanity. And so she's all about that. Um, grit. Well, there's a CrossFit grit thing, uh, which 
Grit. Grit. No, that's an. That's an. So, there's a CrossFit box in Gresham. CrossFit Grit. Okay, maybe that's what I'm yeah, so Grit is is it's like insanity, but they use weights. So it's it's it takes a lot of. I've done it with her a couple times in our garage. It takes a lot of CrossFit. Um, Basal knowledge. Yeah, like okay. like you you do like you know like three clean and presses and then four burpees and then. Oh yeah, you don't want to be doing that uninstructed. But yeah, as far as like clean and press, whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, the so old clean, clean and press. press. Yeah. Classic. If you're ever at a party and someone's like, "Hey, you want to clean and press?" Just deny that. <laughs> deny. Um, and you win every time. <laughs> That's true. What's the time limit on these things? I mean, it's, there's we're no good? time limit. Okay, yeah, cool. we're over an hour. People are loving it. I'm sure, spitting out their drinks, laughing so hard. <laughs> Um, okay. Just hope they don't Google my my rap. Oh, we're right. going back to the phonics. <laughs> yeah, hit up phonics. Is uh, it was it DJ phonics or no, was it just phonics, phonics with an X? Phonics. Oh, yeah. Phonics. All right. I really shouldn't have said that. Is there was this on your MySpace page? There was a MySpace page, which has since been deleted. Yeah, I tried to log like, on my MySpace. Can we find? I found. I found it already. I'm not able mind. to. Is there any way to get any of this content? We're going to figure it out. Maybe. And we're going to yeah. post it to wrote, the athlete I wrote a page song, if we find uh, it. I wrote a song for, for my wife when we were dating. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Did you guys get married to that when song? When you were dating? <laughs> we were dating. And she yeah. still married you. Oh, what? that's what got This must be a hot one. <laughs> that's that's, that's why she take. married me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're, if we find anything, we will absolutely post it to the athlete's page. Because we're not going to let that just slide by. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't be a. You can't say you're a rapper, yeah. and then just be like, "No, we're not going to like ask you to I rap." Like, I was a yeah. hip hop artist. I wasn't a rapper. a pop artist. <laughs> like, are you willing to rap right now? No. Yeah, I don't okay. blame you. I wouldn't be either. I thought I would ask. I would ask. <laughs> I you would say no. Hey, you can't. Yeah, you can't not ask. All right, we're going to lightning round a couple questions. Think of think of an interesting question. I got one right now. We're going to go. Uh, we did favorite Christmas stuff last week. We already know he's a Boston sports fan, so he's I a don't want to go. Sports fan. Yeah. Well, okay, hold on. We're gonna. Okay, so for mine, we're gonna do. Did Aaron Hernandez kill <laughs> several people? <laughs> Absolutely. That's not a lightning round. That's just a, a fact. Again, going back to fact-based things. <laughs> um, let's go. Favorite, favorite in sync song. In sync song. Oh, it's tough. Um. Oh, buddy's got it. I'd Go. say uh, gone. Gone, Gary gone yeah. baby girl, yo. Gone. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with dirty pop. Dirty pop, pop, pop. Yeah. There you go. That's a good one. Um, I, I just went on what I thought of. I just, I really liked the. Uh, I mean, gosh, I have to choose one. And I can't do it. It's probably uh, tearing up my heart. Oh, that's a good one. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. Tearing up my heart when I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Although Bye 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 had some hot dance moves. Mm. Yeah. On the Can't strings. listen to that song and not, not do the Bye Bye Bye. I mean, it's just yeah. you got to do the five claps. All right, buddy. Hot round. Uh, sorry. Lightning round question. You don't have one, Nate? Do you have one for us? Do I have one for you guys? Yeah, oh. give us one. Hit do you need questions for the coaches? <gasps> Ooh, yeah, oh, man. Um, podcast. Now they're putting you on the spot. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Buddy. Ooh. Oh, specific questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was Damn so, he was so sure of himself. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll put ourselves on the yeah, spot. We'll okay, put you on the spot a lot. Um, favorite, least favorite athlete of all time. <gasps> least favorite athlete. That's a tough I one. Man. I can tell you mine. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how you... Oh, mine... 
You know what? Yeah, I got, I one, I got go. one. Go. I got one. Uh, Raymond Felton. <laughs> Ray, Raymond Felton is definitely on my on my list. He wasn't worth the contract. No, no. my gosh, that cupcake eating. Oh, that jerk. So if anyone Raymond knows, Felton. Uh, me and a couple friends from work, we take a large passenger van <laughs> to to Portland games, and we usually try to try to center around when Raymond Felton is coming to town for another team. And we're a little rambunctious. <laughs> I mean, he—I wasn't a fan of Bonzi, although I think he was a good player. But he just him and Portland just grinded against each other. The so. Jailblazers were awesome. The Jailblazers were awesome. I okay, went, I'm gonna say it. I okay, got it. Okay, I got okay. it. LeBron James. Yeah, not a LeBron oh, guy. I am not an LA sports fan. I've never been a LeBron fan. I don't believe any of his garbage that he, he spits yeah. out. He is not, I mean, super talented, one of the best players that has ever played basketball. Sure. I just don't agree with anything. That's big of you to recognize. Absolutely. I'm exactly the same thing. Yeah, that's a good and call. And we can also say, for the record, um, that L.A. fans are the worst fans of any sports. Yeah. Again, we're going to pick on Michael Norlander. Including New York. And yeah. I'm a Boston sports fan. Wow, yeah. So you got a real rivalry there yeah, that you're so. overlooking in order to. Well, LA. I mean, we all know that they are. They are also such LA Laker fans are the worst fans. Yeah. Well, they're all. Yes. I, call, I call any LA fan bandwagon. Buff yes. They only pay attention when their team's good. They don't care about when they're bad, and they will. They will legitimately have you know half you know half their stadium empty when they're not very good. Right. Yeah. Because they will not show up to the to. to Staples, there's Staples few, Center there's, when they're not good. Yeah, there's very few loyal Laker fans, which I wouldn't even consider in saying that I don't like Lakers sports or Laker fans. If you're loyal to them and you've been loyal to them, that's one thing. But if you're just like, oh, yeah, no, I like them this year. I don't like them this year. I, feel I like, like them this year. You know, there's a lot of Kobe fans. Yes. And not a lot of Laker fans. Which, you know, to be fair, nowadays it feels more, I don't know. Productive or legitimate to be a fan of a player because they move so much. they move yeah. all the time and so if you're going to be a fan of a player I can get behind that because you at least respect their game or, or whatever about them but I was never yeah. a Kobe fan either being a yeah. LA you know. Kings fan and then moving up here to adopting the Blazers as my team yeah like. It was awesome. I moved from one rivalry to the next. Yeah. Same hatred. Same hatred. For LA. Yeah. Oh my god. And I was like, except yeah. you're not no longer a Kings fan, so that's at least an upgrade. Yes. Yeah. And 2002 Kings must have been. And you still raped somebody, so I mean, just <laughs> <to> say that. <laughs> On that note, buddy, what's your lightning round question? Oh god. Oh, you forgot. Three cores deep. Look at you. <laughs> All right. I don't know if he has one. By the way, I want to say real quick, um, the Huskies football team. Oof. Oh, yes. Huskies. This, yeah. Huskies. Screw is, the Ducks. Yeah, they did. And, and the only reason I reminded that is because Buddy has his duck shirt and duck socks on. <laughs> so, I was ready for a game tonight. I'm, I knew the game wasn't happening, and I'm still prepared for a game. But they're playing basketball right now, and I don't know what this is. That's true. They can play basketball. They can't play football. But how convenient of it. Yeah. They come down with, with COVID, and then they automatically just win the pectoral. I don't know how many people We knew this was going to happen. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at this point, we've lost half of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> All right. On that note, do we have any last notes with Nate? Last notes with Nate. I just... I mean, we appreciate 
uh, people like Nate and other athletes yeah. like like Nate, Brianna, some of those ones that are like legitimately. I mean, Brianna was was known to us, so we knew her. But Nate was a complete shot in the dark kind of person who came right. out of nowhere, no connections to the gym. He like ended up fi- figuring out that he knew some people at the gym. Um, but those are the, those are the people that we that we that we relish in the people that that provide that extra spark to the gym that you know that that don't have they they check their ego at the door they come in and they're like you know but I want to get in shape this is what I'm trying to do like like teach me I know the way forward is not yeah it's not through my ego it's through listening yeah I think that's a that's a really good point so we certainly appreciate that thanks guys you are a uh, a model athlete for us and we appreciate your membership your friendship your willingness to come on this podcast and go through some rabbit trails oh my goodness tacos and margaritas tacos and margaritas here we come all right all right thanks for listening in Uh, again this is sponsored by four quarter woodwork and and, phonics the rapper and phonics the rapper Uh, also check out wad prep hopefully a future sponsor sponsor of this podcast (laughs) umqua community bank umqua community Uh, bank (laughs) last week Yep. What's the name of your company? Willamette, Willamette Valuations. Willamette Valuations. Valuations. If you need check an appraisal, out. check out Nate Hammond for... I'll tell you what. Being an appraiser, you only hear when people are pissed at you. No oh, one ever okay. calls you and like, hey, thanks for the awesome valuation. That was a great... <laughs> They're you, like, nailed it on the head. Are you 30000 lower than Zillow? Yeah. You want to be a cop? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, no one love you guys. We will see you next week. <laughs>